listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. Well, they've had a week off to rest up and heal the bumps and bruises from the first five games of the season. Now it's time for the 18th-ranked Arizona State Sun Devils to get back to work starting this Saturday when Coach Herm Edwards' Sun Devils host the high-powered Washington State Cougars in a matinee performance at Sun Devil Stadium's Frank Cush Field. It'll be a matchup of strength versus strength. ASU's defense, one of the stingiest in the nation, allowing just 14 points per game, going up against a Washington State offense that piles up more passing yards than any team in America and scores an average of nearly 45 points per contest. Find yourself a comfy chair, pour yourself a frosty beverage, and join us for the next hour as we preview that ASU-Washington State game and talk Sun Devil football here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils and your host for tonight's show. Aw, shucks. You didn't have to. With me is second-year Arizona State head coach Herm Edwards, and together Herm and I welcome you to the show, which originates live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Visit the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe every week during the ASU football season for All Aboard with Coach Herm and stick around for great food and a nice cold beverage. Our guests tonight, well, they come from the offensive side of the ball. You'll meet two of the 29 freshmen that have seen action this year for Arizona State as wide receiver and Tempe Corona del Sol High School product Ricky Pearsall will join us, as will the young man who has thrilled Sun Devil fans all season long with his play, the first-ever opening game true freshman starting quarterback in Arizona State history, Jaden Daniels, will be by. Also on board to visit with us tonight, the mastermind of the Sun Devil offense as third-year ASU assistant and second-year offensive coordinator Rob Likens will drop in to chat. A reminder, this season we are airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light on Facebook Live for our friends and fans who can't come out to the lodge to uh, watch us in person. And you can uh, check out the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Like a game, our show is formatted in quarters, so what do you say we get this show on the road with the first quarter of tonight's broadcast? Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. First quarter. Time now to say hi to my friend and co-host, Sun Devil head coach Herm Edwards. Good to see you, Herm. Good to be back, and obviously we have a, a, a big crowd again tonight. Why? Oh, great crowd. Ray Anderson and his lovely wife, Buffy, are here again, and every time they show up, we get a big crowd. They so draw the folks, that's don't exactly they? exactly right. That's important. And, Herm, I want to give you props for your prop department. As I look behind me, we have a rather nice prop on the stage with us tonight, the Amway National Champion Coaches Trophy wow. seated right behind us That's here. That's impressive. If you're if you're listening on radio, just envision a big trophy with a glass football on top of it. It is something else and Boy, that's something we'd love to see here around mid-January. That's beautiful. That's, <laughs> that's, a beautiful, that's, that's some hardware there now. And, that's nice. And, you know, we, I was talking about the people we have here tonight. We should also mention that we have with us uh, a film crew from HBO that has been uh, around the program all week long documenting the behind-the-scenes workings of uh, Sun Devil Football for the network's highly acclaimed HBO Sports 24-7 college football all-access show. 
And a viewing reminder, tune in next Wednesday, October 16th. The weekly installment of that show will spotlight Coach Edwards, his program, and Arizona State football and the Sun Devils' preparation for this week's game at Washington State. Boy, this is uh, something. It's this phenomenal exposure for your program and for this athletic department and the entire university. Well, I, I think it, it, it highlights the university, uh, not just the football program. We're just a little part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It starts from the top. Uh, obviously, Dr. Crow and Ray, they have to sign off on this as well as the Pac-12. And, and I think it, it does our conference uh, good. Uh, it shows our program, not just the football program, but but how we go about doing things. And, and I think the group that has come here from HBO, a little secret about the producer. He didn't tell me this about the third day. He says, Coach, i got to tell you a secret. I said, what's that? He says, I was a Jet fan when you were there. I said, good. There you go. <laughs> I said, it's good. Go. So you're going to do a good show for us. He said, yeah, Coach, we're going to do a great show for you guys. And, and they've been marvelous. And our, and our kids and our coaches have done a great job of giving them access mm-hmm. uh, to show the inner workings of how a football pro- program is run. And I think it's going to help us tremendously. And you're familiar with this uh, genre, if you will, from your days with the Kansas City Chiefs. Hard Knocks uh, came uh, through the Chiefs training camp yeah, one year, right? done this before. And... Um, you know, that's a little bit more even more intense because they actually put the, the cameras in all the offices mm-hmm. and uh, you think you walk in there, all of a sudden you turn the light on and no one's there and the camera's just going. Yeah. So it was a many a time when I had to call my wife when she was in California that I had to sneak out of the office and make the <laughs> private phone call. There you, know? you go. But, uh, they do a great job and, it, it, and I think fans like it because they get to go behind the curtain of how football teams are built and run, and I think it's it's good for the game of football to see I, how, how hard it is and how I difficult it is to do this. Can't wait to watch. In fact, I heard today they've shot something like 300 hours of film for a one-hour show. Can you imagine being one of the editors on that thing? Yeah, that's, huh? that's a lot of, lot of tape on the floor when it's all done. Boy, that's for sure. Bye weeks. Interesting beast, aren't they? Good, bad. Uh, sometimes you never know till you get out for that first game afterward, right? They are, and I think how you handle it. And I thought our staff did a great job of self-scouting, self-evaluating ourselves, offensively, defensively, and special teams. You gather a lot of information of kind of who you've been uh, the first uh, what, five games or so, and mm-hmm. I think we get another one. Uh, and, and I think for us, because we've started so many young players, they needed a deep breath. You know, th- this weighs on, on freshman players. It, sure. it weighed on Merlin and, and Ashari and Butler and all those guys last year. And, and you can see it with these guys. Five games, now they can kind of sit back and go, okay, I'm used to this now, and, and now we can get on with our season. Again, we get another one, mm-hmm. actually, which, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and if you think back last year, remember how well Merlin played and how well Ashari played in the late portions of the season. It, it helps uh, because you have to remember these are young, young players, uh, freshmen, and they're playing against seniors and juniors every contest that they go out, seasoned veterans as we would call call them. And and so they have to get ready for that. And I think a bye helps us all. It helped it, it helped us too with some injuries. We had yeah. some guys that were a little bit nicked and and then now they're healed up, so that helps. Kobe Williams, your outstanding senior cornerback, being one of them, and he'll be back with you this Saturday. That's yeah, good to have him because we're going to need all the defensive backs we can get with this crew that we're about to play. Boy, how about that? Washington State, uh, 450 passing yards they average per game, number one in the nation. Mike Leach's offense has led the nation in passing three of the last five years. Uh, I asked you this at your news conference this past week. What are some of the particulars that make that offense so hard? to defend they attack all all parts of the grass uh, they don't let you stand still in other words they put you in space they, they put you in a position where 
if you miss a tackle by a defender, um, it's not a five-yard pass. It becomes a 20-yard pass. Uh, they're very good at uh, reading defenses. Um, they're very good at reading man coverage. They have some man beaters, some zone beaters. Quarterback is, is, is pretty accurate as well. Um, he gets the ball out of his hand very quickly. It's hard to get a rush on him at times because the ball comes out so fast. Yeah. People have countered that by dropping eight guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to have to do a, a lot of different things. But the, the key is to get off the field on third down. They've only punted 11 times. Think about that for a minute. They've played uh, five <laughs> games, and they've only had 11 punts all season. So anytime they, you know, they, they cross the 40, uh, they're in four-down territory most mm-hmm. of the time because they just figure if I'm in fourth and five, I'm going to go for it. And that's what they do. They're, they're a very aggressive offense. And as you said, put a lot of points on the board. Uh, they have eight receivers that have over 20 plus catches mm-hmm. so they, they spread the ball around and you've got to play be be really good in space you got to tackle that's what you got to do you got to tackle and play with great eyes our uh, pregame show sa- saturday we're going to have a piece with uh, coordinator danny gonzalez and he gives us a good breakdown on his thoughts on defending that defense uh, or defending that washington state offense and he talked a lot about trying to disguise a lot of yeah. uh, give them a lot of different looks because if you just show a three-man front and they can see it if he if the quarterback gets a good pre-snap read as coach gonzalez said that's it you're done that's exactly right it makes a great point you have to disguise your coverage some and, and look this is a game where um you have to be you have to be tied together with your offense and our offense knows that. This is a game for them that mm-hmm. we have to make sure that we possess the ball longer than they do. Uh, we, we cannot allow this to be a 12 to 14 possession game for them offensively. We've got to control the clock. We've got to make sure we're making first downs and we hold the ball. That, that's kind of important. You saw a game, if you, I don't know if the fans watch Monday Night Football or not, but it's kind of ironic. Um, the Colts went and played the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are a, 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 a five-playing offense. Mm-hmm. Well, the Colts methodically took time off the clock, went on six, seven-minute drives. You know, And when you do that, that offense that wants to score a lot, they don't have the ball. Right. And so, you know, that has to be a little bit of, of what you try to do when you play a team like this. And I think encouraging for you is the way I think your offense, your ground game, your newly reconfigured offensive line have started to come together the last couple yeah, of games. Yeah, th- that helps. And, and I think the key for us is when you look at it, uh, offensive football, I always say this, if you make a first down, if you go three plays and make a first down and you get into the second series, mm-hmm. if you do it right, you're gonna you're gonna run off about five five minutes off that clock, and that's a, you know the, the, you start playing the clock after a while. Right. I mean, especially if you get a lead, you got to play the clock. The clock becomes the opponent. It's not mm-hmm. the the person you're playing against. It's actually, the clock. Because the more you can play against the clock and make first downs with a lead, they don't possess the ball. Your running game, I thought, uh, had one of its better performances at California. Boy, is it me, or does that game seem like it was about a month and a half what, ago you know instead of like – I still had the big hair, though. <laughs> <laughs> no but hair now. <laughs> Eno Benjamin, to me, remember the phrase they used to describe Marshawn Lynch with the Seahawks, beast mode? I thought he ran with that kind of mentality, especially on that last uh, winning touchdown in the fourth quarter. He just – it didn't matter who was in his way. He was getting in the end zone. He, he really did, and, and we needed him to step up. I mean, that's a really good defense. Uh, I mean, they're really good. Uh, it's hard to move the ball on them, and, and we knew it, it was going to be ugly for a while. It was going to be an ugly football game uh, on both, on both from both parties, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, the, the, running, the running became a factor for us, uh, especially at the end when we had a little bit of a lead. You know, we needed to run the football, and, and we were able to do that. 
Eno wasn't the only one who's been able to run. The young man will join us in the next segment, your quarterback, Jaden Daniels. We knew he could make plays with his arm, and Jaden showed us he can make plays with his legs. Rushed for 84 yards, averaged seven yards per attempt in that Cal win. Yeah, and, and, and Jaden is a smart runner, and um, I, I think he hears me when, I, when I'm screaming when he leaves the pocket. <laughs> get out of bounds yeah. slide get down quickly right? but but he's a smart runner and um i i think you know when when, when we brought Jaden here the perception was that he was this quarterback and you know he could play in the pocket and do all these all these touchdown passes which is great mm-hmm. and i i think a lot of people miscalculated his ability to when he sees an open lane he can run and he's averaging yeah, probably three first downs for us just with his legs alone and that keeps drives going and dual-threat quarterbacks, boy, they really pose problems for a defense, don't they? They're a headache because he's he's unaccounted for. You, you, any defense you run, you don't count on the quarterback leaving the pocket. You know, And, and the problem with that is it's unannounced. Mm-hmm. It's an unannounced play. It's just like it's not one that they run. It's just the quarterback, you know what, I've got to leave now. i got to go make a first down. Right. And, and, and that keeps the chains moving. That wears your defensive lineman down a little bit because they're always chasing the guy. Now, we've talked a lot, and certainly when you're playing Washington State, the first thing that pops into your mind is that uh, air raid offense of Coach Mike Leach and the way they can throw the football. But there's an interesting dynamic with the Cougars this week on the other side of the ball because they will be playing with new interim defensive coordinators. Their coordinator, Tracy Clays, resigned uh, after their uh, loss at Utah a couple weeks ago. And Coach Leach has promoted two of his assistants on defense to co-interim coordinators. So how does that challenge your offense's preparation for this Well, I, I think philosophy-wise, what will the new quarter coordinators look at as far as how they want to run their defense? Um, the players haven't changed. Mm-hmm. Now the philosophy might change some. Will you continue to bring pressure? Uh, will you become more of a zone team? Um, we'll find that out as the game is being played, um, and, and that's what you have to anticipate. You know, how are these guys going to do things now? A little bit different than the other coordinators. So we'll have to just find out. And by, by the middle of the first quarter, you'll, you'll have somewhat of an idea uh, when situations arise, uh, whether it's third down, first down, if we're backed up, if, if we make a big play, what do defensive coordinators do? A lot of them, you make a big play. Uh, you know, they come after you with pressure the next time. I mean, so how will they play the game? And that's just something we're going to have to adjust to. Obviously, when you're playing the Cougars, there's always the possibility of one of those high-scoring shootout-type games. Yes. How do you feel your <laughs> offense is prepared to engage in such a battle? Well, I, I think, you know, players, they understand uh, every week the opponent. Uh, going into Cal game, they understood the opponent. Going into Obviously, Michigan State, they understood the opponent. Um, Colorado, they understood, you know, this is might be a game that it gets past the 20s. <laughs> and your offense kept up pretty well in that game. Exactly, and I think this will be a game that um, if the fans are coming to see 14 to 10, that's that's wrong wrong place. We're you're, not coming look- the, you're coming in the wrong stadium. We're not looking at uh, uh, 10 to 7 in no, Sparty Land, are we? I don't think so. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's going to be some scoring, and, and, and we have to do some of it. And I think the Sun Devils are well-equipped to do a lot of that on this uh, coming Saturday. It's going to be a heck of a football game. You know, even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. 
Lots more to come on tonight's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. 29 freshmen have seen action for Arizona State so far this year, and you're about to meet two of them, both from the offensive side of the ball, as wide receiver Ricky Pearsall and starting quarterback Jaden Daniels will join us. But first, this timeout on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard. Presented by Coors Light. Today on game day, leave the driving to Lyft. Proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the Lyft app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four rides. Not a bad deal. Welcome back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards. Presented by Coors Light, our weekly ASU football coaches show that comes your way every week live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. Great food, great beverages, lots of TV screens. We got the uh, Giants and the Patriots on. The Houston Astros are one out away from playing in the American League Championship Series. We got it all here for you. But mainly, we have a lot of great Sun Devil fans. And this, I think, may be, a, may be our best crowd of the year. It's a great gathering, and we welcome you all in. I'm Tim Healy, the radio voice of the Sun Devils. I'm here every week hosting the show and glad to do it. It's time now to welcome in our two player guests this evening. As we said, 29 freshmen, what an astounding number, have played this year for Arizona State. And two of them are our guests tonight, both of them from the offensive side of the ball. To my far right, for the folks uh, watching here in the restaurant, is a local fellow from Corona del Sol High in Tempe. And in his career with the Aztecs, he caught 168 passes for over 2,300 yards and 17 touchdowns. And so far this year, as a Sun Devil, he has three receptions, averaging a cool 24 yards per reception, including a big 38-yarder in the win at Cal two weeks ago. Please welcome to the show wide receiver Ricky Pearsall. Ricky, welcome aboard, buddy. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here. Our other guest, to my immediate right, is a young man who made Arizona State football history on August 29th in the season opener against Kent State when he became the first true freshman ever to start a season opening game at quarterback for the Sun Devils. And he's just done nothing but get better and better through the first five games of the season. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards and five touchdowns. Of his 140 pass attempts, only one has been intercepted. He's also the Devils' second-leading rusher on the season, and he came to ASU after a prolific high school career in San Bernardino, California, where he set a CIF Southern Section record with, get this, over 14,000 career passing yards. Please welcome Jaden Daniels to the show. Good to see you, Jaden. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming aboard. Ricky, let's start with you. Tell us about the path that led you to become a Sun Devil, the factors that weighed into your decision to stay close to home and play at Arizona State. I mean, growing up, it has always been a dream to be a Sun Devil. Um, a fam- my family uh, played a big role on coming here and making that decision to come over here. Um, it, it was a local school to me, so it's always been on my mind to come here, and it was always a dream. And um, just having my families and friends support and having them behind my back every time I play. And um, it was like a home game every single time that uh, we play here. And if it feels like I went to a different school, then it would be a away game for all my family. So I want yeah. uh, their support from each one of them and all my friends and stuff like that. So I think it's pretty cool that I came here. And especially as you're transitioning from high school to college to have that friend and family mm-hmm. support so close by, how valuable has that been to you early It's been on? Uh, very valuable. I mean, I get texts before games every day from my family and friends. And uh, even after the game, they're all supporting me and watching it. And um, 
I think that's really special. When you came in here, was it your mindset to play as a true freshman this year? Um, I mean, my mindset coming in was just to uh, do my best and work as hard as I can and um, um, give the coaches uh, no other choice but to play me. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Jaden, you were highly recruited and a big get for the Sun Devils when you came here. Take us through your decision-making process and what attracted you to become an Arizona State Sun Devil. Uh, what attracted me to come here is just the, the coaching staff, just the family culture here. Coach Herman looks after me all the time, Coach Likens, everybody else. Uh, and they just play a big role uh, knowing that my family will be comfortable with me coming here. Even though it's a couple hours away, they still they still come deep and travel like it's a home game, like I'm back home in California. It's just a quick uh, trip along the I-10 freeway, though, from San Bernardino. Yes, huh? it is. There you go. Now, what was your mindset coming in? Because a lot of folks kind of felt like, because of your pedigree and your talent, that even though you were a true freshman, you just might be the starting quarterback. Was that your goal coming in? Take us through the mindset you brought with you into the program. Uh, my main goal is just to come here and compete no matter what. If I was a starting quarterback or not, I was going to just help the team win uh, no matter what, contribute to the way that I could help the team win. And then I was just lucky, blessed enough and lucky enough to win the starting job. How important in winning the starting job was it for you to have gone through spring ball here? Because you and uh, your fellow freshman uh, uh, quarterbacks both uh, came in for spring ball. Right. Uh, it was very important just getting here early. Uh, the playbook, knowing, knowing the playbook ins and out of it, uh, again, gaining the trust from the coaches when we came up here because uh, coming in fall would have probably been harder for us to, to pick up the offense. Uh, just coming here, just just learning and taking a grasp of how to be a college student after all because in fall, uh, just knowing that uh, there's a chance that we could be the starting quarterback, just knowing that the everything that was going to be on our plate. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had to manage class, uh, free time, and then football on top of that. So coming here early was a big, valuable thing for us. Ricky, that's something a lot of people don't think about, that you guys are students, too, and you've got a lot of stuff on your plate as freshmen when you're uh, transitioning. Talk about that and uh, the challenges you face, managing time, Mm -hmm. going to class, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Just like you said, managing time is probably the most important thing. I mean, planning out your day. Um, They give us a schedule every day of our football schedule, so I think that really helps a lot, even transitioning into uh, our class days. And, um, I mean, just going from uh, football to class, it's, it's not too bad, but it, it is a busy day. It sure, sure. is. Jaden, how would you assess your performance through the first five games? Are you one of those guys who are your own toughest critic? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a couple games that I could have played way better, made a couple more throws, uh, just really managed the game better. Uh, but no matter what, as long as we get the win, um, I just go back and grade my performance. But the only thing that matters to me is getting the win. And I think we've seen your the diversity of your skill set the last couple of weeks. You threw for 345 yards, the third most ever by an ASU freshman quarterback in the Colorado game. And then as we talked with Coach Edwards last week, your running ability was a huge factor in that win over Cal. Yeah, um, just whatever the defense gives me that game, I'm going to take it. So no matter what, like Colorado, they gave me the throw. Uh, we know going into Cal that their secondary is uh, much better. And then just getting out of space and open up and open up the uh, defense more, spreading out the defense and opening it up for Eno. Uh, Eno had a great game that game. 
we knew just going in, it's just based off a of game plan to see the looks that we're going to get. I love watching Eno Benjamin run. Last year he was spectacular, and I, I just really enjoyed the way he ran, the, the ferocity that he ran with against Cal. What's your take on him? Uh, What's it like for you to, to be able to turn and hand the ball off to him? Uh, he takes off a lot of pressure just knowing that uh, number three is on the side of you, and if you get him the ball, he can make a play at any time. Uh, he's a very hard runner. He's not going to let the first uh, first person tackle him. Remember what he did to the guy in the end zone on his first touchdown? Yeah, uh, he came back to the sideline and said that he was uh, hoping that Brandon Ayuk let him go so he could do that and just really <laughs> set the tone. <laughs> he, he set the tone indeed, I think, on that play. Ricky, did you have a like a wow moment or when some moment when you realize, hey, I'm in, I'm playing major college football here? Some eye-opening aspect of your first year so far? Um, I maybe be, maybe a little bit, but um, I think I prepared myself uh, to the best. Um, these coaches prepared me, and um, I think uh, they just gave me the opportunity, and I just took it. Absolutely, you sure did. Uh, uh, Jaden, for you, I thought one of your moments was that last drive at Michigan State. Let's go back to that game on September 14th. I think there's about three and a half or four minutes left in the game. You take over at your 25-yard line. What's going through your mind? What's the mindset or the mood in the huddle uh, prior to that drive? You're, t- you're l- trailing in the game 7-3 to three at the time. Well, um, just before that on the sideline, I was sitting next to Eno. Uh, they had one down the score. I was just like, uh, he looked at me. He was like, we got to go win this game. And then just in the huddle, uh, like everybody heard that uh, me and Coach Herner had the conversation of, uh, he said, let's go win the game. I said, I got you, Coach. And then we just drove down the field and won. And did so with a lot of poise and a lot of confidence. Where do you get – everybody talks about, and it's it's obvious to anyone who watches you play, that you do have this calm, poised demeanor on the field. Where, where do you get that from, do you think? Uh, my dad – so um, when I was young, uh, there was a time uh, – I was playing flag football. There was a time, you know uh, – Everybody looks to looks to the quarterback. So there's a time that I was a little shook. Uh, you know, I was I was young. I was like five six. So you know, wow. uh, yeah. So you know, I start. There's was it something like flag football yeah, or something? Okay. There's something that happened. I and my dad was just telling me the other day. He was uh, he was like, you started crying, and I was just like, I was like, for real. And he was like, everybody else on the team really just looked at you and was like, what's wrong with Jaden? And then everybody else just started crying too so i mean at the there's young, no crying in football yeah. right so i mean at a young age you really shut that down and um from going off from there now i really just staying calm the whole time uh it doesn't affect nobody because everybody's gonna look to you and see that you're calm and they're gonna stay calm too boy it has really come to serve you well and you're right i think your teammates look up to the quarterback no matter what class he's in uh uh, to uh, kind of lead the way, and you did that on that last drive. And how about your fourth down run, uh, fourth and 13? Coach Mark D'Antonio actually used two timeouts to try to defend that play, and you were able to pick up 15 yards and a key first down. Yeah, I mean, uh, just going back, uh, the play call that Coach Likens had called, um, we were trying to uh, get the ball to number two or uh, number three. So just going in, uh, they they looked at what we were, uh, the, our formation, so they called two timeouts back-to-back. So I knew uh, he tried to present it in a different way by bringing up Kyle in motion, uh, seeing what they could do. So I was uh, looking at B.A., and then uh, everybody just dropped back, and then I seen, like, nobody around, and then 
uh, on the run. I just took off a run, me, you know, and then Eno picked up a key block on there to free me up and let me get the first down. When I called the play on the radio, I said the seas parted because literally you could <laughs> see open open field in yeah. front of you, and, and boy, you took advantage of it. Ricky, what have been, what's your take on your buddy Jaden Daniels? What, in your opinion, has made him such a, a good player at this early stage of his career? I mean, his composure is really impressive. I mean, being so young, going out there, and um, being so calm when um, say that something's bad happening in the game, and he still uh, remains calm. And um, even when pressure comes, he obviously can use his athletic ability. So um, that's a key part to his game as well as uh, his legs, and um, that's really impressive. And also um, his decision-making. I mean, he's only thrown one interception. That's really impressive for a freshman. So, yeah. Very much so. Now, this week you're going up against, as we've talked about, one of the most uh, prolific offenses in the country in Washington State. Uh, Ricky, I'll start with you. Just some thoughts on this game. Is there a sense uh, on your part, the offense's part, that you're going to have to score a lot of points to get this game won? I mean, yes, they're explosive offense as well, so um, it'll be a shootout, but we're prepared for that. Um, all week long we've been prepared for that. Um, we've watched film. Um, we know what they're going to do, and, uh, yeah, we're just going to go out there and perform. Jaden, we talked with Coach Edwards. It's kind of an interesting dynamic with Washington State. You're not, not sure what you're going to get defensively because of the change in leadership of their defense. What's your expectation and just your overall thoughts on going up against the Cougars on Saturday? Uh, like Ricky said, um, prolific offense. So we know now we're going to have to score points. But uh, I personally feel that the defense is going to get a couple of takeaways and we're going to capitalize on offense. And how big is it for your offense to, as Herm, as Coach Edward said, establish ball control in that game? Eno Benjamin, I think, is going to be a big part of what takes place on Saturday, don't you think? Uh, I mean, it's, it's very important uh, just knowing that we control the clock, uh, we control what we want to do instead of trying to play from behind. So we, if we're uh, if we get ahead. Um, we're just going to play our game. We're not going to get out, uh, try to throw the ball every play. If we get ahead, we're going to run the ball, uh, throw the ball here and there, and just uh, move the chains and keep and sustain a long drive. Ricky, uh, what are your uh, aspirations in terms of what are you going to study at Arizona State uh, after after college? What do you hope to do outside of football? Um, right now, I'm still um, deciding on what I want to do exactly. Um, it's a big decision in my life, so I don't really sure. know too much. But right now, I'm in sports business. Okay. Yeah. There you go. How about you, Jaden? What you what uh, academic uh, pursuit are you going to follow here? Um, I mean, I'm in sports business right now, too. Uh, I don't know what I want to do after. Um, the main goal of what I want to do after is going to play in the NFL. But uh, uh, after that, just off the field, I, I don't know what I want to do yet. Well, you got plenty of time to figure it out. You know what? And we are delighted that both of you guys are Sun Devils. And thanks for coming on with us tonight. And good luck thanks on Saturday. Thank you. Jaden Daniels, the quarterback, you. Sun Devil receiver, Ricky Pearsall, our guest tonight on All Aboard. You know, even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Up next, we'll visit with the Sun Devils offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach, Rob Likens. He'll join us after these messages. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, broadcasting live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Now this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Third quarter. New this season, we are airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light on Facebook Live for fans who can't join us here at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. You can check out the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Also new this season, fans, you can keep up with our esteemed ASU Radio play-by-play team on Twitter and Instagram. 
You do so by simply following at SunDevilPBP. We continue now on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, uh, coming your way live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. I'm Tim Healy, your host. Glad you could be with us tonight. In this segment, we spotlight one of the members of Herm Edwards' football staff at Arizona State. And our guest tonight is, uh, spoiler alert, one of my favorite people on the planet. (laughs) He's in his third season at ASU, his second as the architect of the Sun Devil offense, a gentleman with over 25 years of collegiate coaching experience. We're delighted to welcome a gravelly-voiced Coach Rob Likens to the show. How are you, Rob? How's the voice doing right now? Voice is uh, it's going to be cracking a little bit. You know, I've been doing a little bit of yelling out there at practice. Uh, well, it's a big game. But, yeah, it is a big game. But, um, no, I just want to say hello to my lovely wife, Sonny, and my son, Cutter, who made it uh, And, by the way, here. you did outkick your coverage in marriage, I know, my I know friend. I did. I did. Big it, time. Well, it showed Coach Herm I was a good recruiter. So. <laughs> there you go. You know what? Rob and I actually, if we wanted to, could make the proactive decision to forget football and spend the entire segment talking baseball. You are a diehard New York Yankees fan. I am a diehard Washington Nationals fan. Yeah, I know. I can't. And several weeks ago, you and I said, how about a Yankees-Nats World Series? That's right. And I said, eh, probably not from my perspective. <laughs> but lo and behold, last night I was in uh, cloud nine when the uh, Nats rallied to beat the Dodgers. Your Yankees took care of business three straight, man. Look, they got they got a good team. And I instantly thought about you when I heard uh, I was at my son's baseball game and uh, somebody said that uh, the Nats that's just hit a grand slam. Yeah. And I just I pictured you in your house running around going crazy. Well, that man. was pretty much it. <laughs> and interestingly, I don't know if folks know, but Howie Kendrick, who hit the grand slam, lives here in the Valley Is in the right? off season. In fact, his son oh, plays cool. uh, Little League uh, or uh, you know uh, kids football or baseball with uh, my basketball broadcast partner, oh, wow. Kyle Dodd's kids. So. That is really cool. And it looks like it's going to be the Astros now for the Yankees. Looks uh, like it. It's going to that's going to be a heck of a series. It, it really isn't is. It? Hey, uh, your team. Uh, coming up uh, this Saturday, Washington State. Uh, this will be the midway point of the season when this game is in the book. Six down. What's uh, Professor Likens' uh, midterm assessment of the ASU offense right now? You know, we knew it was going to be somewhat of a, a rebuilding deal from, you know, last year because, you know, we were very, I thought, productive offense last year. We were, us and Clemson were the only FBS schools that, uh, had a 3,000-yard passer and a 1,600-yard rusher and a 1,000-yard receiver in all of college football. That is pretty impressive when you really uh, crunch those numbers, I tell you. Yeah, it was. And so, and we knew, uh, whenever I was at Cal, when we, we uh, kind of broke in Jared Goff, it, it, he was uh, named uh, the starter, uh, very much like Jaden coming out of the spring. And going through that process has really helped me with the proper perspective of coming into this year, uh, what to expect. Uh, expect. And, uh, man, just kudos to that young man and all, all the whole offense, uh, what they've done. I just think they're ahead of schedule. We still are in that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do, like I said, I do think we're ahead of schedule. And the fact that you now have an offensive line, albeit with two true freshmen starting, but a group that will be playing its fourth game together yeah. this week and still, in my opinion, one of the best backs in America, Eno Benjamin. That running game, I think, is starting to get uh, cranked up a little bit. Yeah, and you saw signs of it, you know, in the Cal game and uh, against a good defense. Oh man, too. I, I don't think people realized how good they were. You know, they have not let um, Cal's defense had not let people uh, anyone score more than twenty four points on them since October thirteenth of last year. Wow. And um, you know, we 
we went in there and scored 24 points at their place, and I felt like we probably left 14 points out on the board there. Uh, but I was just so proud of those guys, and you know, we made it a point. You know, it was going to be a tough game, uh, and that's one thing me and Herm are so like-minded on is is we want to run the football. Uh, you know, it makes your team tougher, makes your defense better. You can control the game. Uh, you can compete with teams sometimes that may have a higher talent level than you. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was really good to see you last week. How about the way I, I, I was just blown away by how Eno ran the ball, especially the, when he bowled over the defender on the first <laughs> touchdown and on the winning touchdown, he was not going to be denied the end zone. That's exactly right. And, I, you know, it was easy to call that play. I mean, I knew we had run that play about five times before. I was like, well, that, I mean, we're doing it again, and they're not stopping it. Uh, so, yeah, it was great to see. You know, it's been an interesting, I think, transition for you as a play caller and coordinator in that you go in one year from having a fifth-year senior, three-year starting quarterback in Manny Wilkins to a young man in Jaden Daniels who becomes the first opening day true freshman starting quarterback in Arizona State history. What kind of uh, challenges did that pose for you as a play caller? Yeah, yeah, I was so fortunate, like I said, that I had gone through the process of being with Jared Goff when he was named a starter as a true freshman. And so I saw the things that we did good and and also the things that we should have done better with a young guy. And so we went into this year, and, uh, you know, one of the main things, and when I took over uh, last year, one of the things I wanted to do is make sure Manny did not get hit as much as he had gotten hit in the past. And I think we did a really good job, um, you know, of, of keeping him from getting hit. You know, we were leading the conference and giving up sacks for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so that was, you know, one of the things we wanted to do to make sure, you know, because I believe just like, you know, a pitcher, a young pitcher in baseball, you can ruin a young pitcher in baseball. I think you can ruin a young quarterback in football by allowing him to go out there and let him, you know, tell him he has to throw the ball 50 times a game and get him hit and in the pocket and next thing you know he's dropping back and he's looking to run all the time right and that's not what you want to do and so um you know being through the whole situation with jared just really helped me out in, in thinking ahead how will we want to you know stage this season in, in in our offense and put it together coming in i remember on the night that Jaden was named the starter back in mid-august after it was a monday night and after practice you met with the media And I remember one of the things you said that night is, we know this young man can make plays with his arm. We want to find out if he can make plays with his legs. I think we found out against Cal, he can make big plays with his legs, didn't we? Yeah, that was the thing that, that, I don't want to say surprised me, it's just that I didn't know because I haven't seen it with my eyes. You know, I saw the film in high school. And part of that is just because of his patience in the pocket, isn't it? And that's exactly right. So in practice, he does not leave the pocket. I mean, and that's what I love about him, and that's the comparison that I can make with him, with Jared, was that Jared was the same way. Man, he is going to stay in that pocket. He's looking all the time for for downfield receivers. And so I never got a chance to see that in him in practice. So I didn't really know what to expect. And then a couple times in the earlier games, he took off, got a play here or there. And then, uh, man, the well, the end of the Michigan State game, you mm-hmm. saw that. He took it over and then, yeah. you know, same thing at Cal. And the thing I like about Jaden is that he doesn't seem when he runs, he's not uh, stuck with a case of happy feet. I think he he has a legitimate opening to use his athleticism and gain yards for you. Yeah, and that's exactly right. You know, and you, I know you guys referred back to that that last play at, at Michigan State. You know, and you know, just calling that play, there was three options, and you knew 
we knew what we wanted to do. We were going to send Brandon Ayuk on a deep vertical inside, and we were going to replace the linebacker with Eno Benjamin. And if they lifted the coverage, he was going to throw it down to Eno. And if they covered both of them, it was going to go just like that. And yeah. That's what happened. He took off. Boy, he sure did. And that was I think that was one of his coming-of-age moments, that last drive against Michigan State. It was a thing of beauty. Now uh, comes a, a challenge for your offense uh, going up against a Washington State team that puts the yards and points up on the board. And and uh, I know you respect Mike Leach. And one thing you uh, – I remember you said in the in the preseason, everyone was concerned about no Nikhil Harry at Arizona State. But you I think you cited Coach Leach in terms of ball distribution, the advantages of maybe not having a go-to guy, but having six, seven, or eight guys you can spray the ball to. And that's what you've developed on your offense, yes, I think. Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, it's kind of ironic. I've known Mike Leach since 1992. Um we used to be big-time rivals. I was at the uh, University of North Alabama, and he was at Valdosta State with Hal Mummy. So I know what kind of game we're going to have because we used to have these games for six years I went <laughs> against him. So I know what it's going to look like. And uh, kind of, you know, I, I, I think I know what we need to do. <laughs> Score points. <laughs> you're going to have to do – yeah, you've you got a tough challenge because you do want to control the ball. All right, and you do want to control the game, and you don't want to, you know, turn it into a dang shootout because that's just what they're built for. Um, so, I mean, it's it's going to be tough, but then you also, you know, just like Oregon last year, if I don't remember if you remember the Oregon game against them last year, it was like that, mm-hmm. and they were up twenty-one to nothing. Yeah, and so you got to be able, and Oregon did, they, they came back, and so you have to be able to flip the switch when you need to and kind of see what's going on on the scoreboard, kind of see the attitude of the defense, how the game's going. Uh, that's one thing I love about Coach Herm is we're constantly in, in, in communication during the game about that type of stuff and what kind of game do we need to have. One thing I love about this guy and in our, in our offensive players and the scheme that we have, I think we're built to be able to compete at both type of game plans. That's that's great, uh, great point. And I think it seems to me Eno Benjamin, he always is, but he's going to be a big part of what you do on Saturday. Oh, absolutely. If we can get him going, it just makes everything so much easier on us. Do you get a growing a sense of a growing confidence building within your entire football team? Oh, yes. Not even close. And you, you hit the point of the offensive line, a consistent offensive line, which we had mostly all last year. I mean, that is everything because it's the communication because now in football, people don't line up anymore in like four-man fronts like they used to and just sit there and play football. They don't do that. They're four-man fronts. They're three-man fronts. They're slanting, blitzing. Everybody's sliding, flying all over the place. Mm -hmm. You have to have great communication between your center and your guards, and that's what was hurting us in the first two games is, you know, we had a true freshman up there who was next to another freshman, so that that was tough sledding. Boy, I think there's something stabilizing, isn't there, about having Cole Cabral back in the middle of that offensive line? Absolutely, and you you saw it, you know, going into the Michigan State game. Since then, things have calmed down up there, and it's been a lot better. Well, doggone it, your voice held up pretty it darn really well, did. I think. It did, man. And I'm, I'm extending an offer to you. Come join us in the broadcast booth for an ASU baseball I'm game this spring. Huh? I'm there. I'm Rob, there. great to see All you. Thanks right. for Thank coming on, partner. Appreciate it. All Sun right. Devil Offensive Coordinator Rob Likens, our guest, on this segment of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Coach Edwards will rejoin me in a moment as we look ahead to Saturday's big game with Washington State. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. 
We thank you for joining us tonight on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light as we talk Sun Devil football. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, Coach Edwards with me as we enter our own two-minute drill. And Herm, if it's okay with you, I'm going to start this final segment uh, by doing a favor for your lovely bride. Uh, okay. Leah is a wonderful lady who has asked me to talk about a very wonderful cause in which she is involved. Uh, if you are going to the game this Saturday, the ASU Washington State game, this is going to sound weird at first, but it really isn't. Please try, if you can, to bring with you one or more pair of new socks. Yes, S-O-C-K-S, socks, for Sparky's Sock Drive. As Leah and her fellow members of the ASU Women's Association, the wives and significant others of members of the coaching staff, will be outside every gate at Sun Devil Stadium collecting new socks that will be distributed to uh, several uh, charitable causes. And uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go to Dillard's tomorrow and see if I can uh, find me a couple of pair to bring to the game on Saturday. That's a great cause. Yeah, it really is. And when you think of the little things you can do for people, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, we, we take things for granted sometimes. Um, and... Just a pair of socks. How about that? And uh, I recorded uh, Ray Anderson's radio show this uh, this afternoon with Ray, and he made a great point that sometimes people don't realize that maybe for a, a, a disadvantaged person, one of the single most important commodities they could have is something to keep their feet warm, especially when the weather starts getting cold. Absolutely right. So please keep that in mind, and uh, and you'll get to meet some really wonderful ladies outside the stadium as well if you uh, give to Sparky's Sock Drive. Again, they ask that they be new socks, and it can be for adults or children, and uh, a great cause, and uh, please help them out this coming Saturday. How well do you know Mike Leach? Uh, met Mike uh, a while back, actually, when I was uh, working in television. Uh, he came to the studio oh, wow. uh, at ESPN and, and visited with him in the green room. And, and then I've met him, obviously, at the uh, at the Pac-12 meetings. And uh, Interesting uh, he, man. He's, yeah, he's really he's really a smart football coach. He, he is. Uh, he's a, a smart man. He's got a law degree. Yeah, yeah he really is. Um, and um, he knows how to. To, to create problems for you defensively with the way he runs his offense. And the way you were talking about the other day, and it's so true, it's just a simple fact that he is committed to moving the football the way that they do through the air. Yeah, and he's an, he's an offensive coach uh, that understands that um, how you put pressure on defenses. And he has a formula of, of, of when you play zone, there's certain routes they're going to run. When you play man, there's certain routes they're going to run, and, and they're very they're very detailed as, as as a wide receiver group. When you watch how they how they go about their business, um, they're very detailed and very well coached. And one last statistic to leave you with: Washington State ranks near the bottom of the national rankings in terms of rushing offense, and yet. That's kind of misleading because when they do run the ball, the Cougars average over five yards per rush attempt. It's just, to use a, a line from an old Seinfeld episode, they choose not to run. They, they do, and, and, and I, I think he's running a little bit more than, than he has uh, in the past, uh, but, but he likes, you know, a, a little bit is, 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 is perception, too. You know, the, the bubble screens that you throw wide to receivers now, that's a run. Yeah, yeah. That's for, for a defensive. That that's considered a run play. When it doesn't cross the line of scrimmage and you throw it to the perimeter, it's just another way of getting a person in space. And that's their whole game. They want to get you in space. They force you to play with your linebackers and your corners. 
and they wear your defensive line out because the ball is gone so fast. And, boy, I think tackling is going to be a huge critical, key for your defense. Critical. Absolutely. Well, the Sun Devil Radio Network is ready to guide you all through Saturday's game day against Washington State on Hall of Fame weekend at Arizona State. Our coverage begins at 10.30 a.m. Saturday morning. The Sun Devil Tailgate Show, hosted by Jeff Munn and Jordan Simone. At 11.30, Money will continue on with the countdown to kickoff show. And then at 12.30, Jeff Van Raphorst and Jordan Simone join me for the broadcast of the game, which can be heard on 6.20 a.m. in the Phoenix area. Thanks tonight, as always, to our great engineer, producer Sean Crespin for his help. Thanks as well to ASU Senior Associate Athletic Director Tim Cassidy, Cody Fincher of the Sun Devil Radio Network. A big thank you to all our great Sun Devil fans here at the Lodge for joining us. And Coach, thank you. As always, good luck on Saturday. Thank you. It's good seeing our great fans. They do a great job of supporting Sun Devil football. They sure do. We'll be back here next Thursday night. Hope you will as well. For Coach Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network. Presented by Mid-First Bank.